Welcome again today. This is Neo Media Group Archives. Great interview with AG, I'm sorry, AJ and Jim Mars. 100,000 Nazis pardoned and sent over to the U.S. This is real and it happened. So here we go with the interview. Pointing out to everyone that's listening that when we say fascist and Nazis are taking over in the United States, we're not talking about goose-stepping Germans. No, the Germans lost the war. We're talking about the National Socialist that funded the Nazis, put them in power, kept them in power, and then brought them over here after the war. I've already rattled off some of the corporations that were supporting the Nazis prior to the war. Brown Brother Harriman's, the JF, IBM. IBM uh, produced uh, very specialized punch cards for the German IBM equipment that allowed them to ship all the Jews and the dissidents off to the concentration camps. Now, I'm going to interrupt it real quick because let me rem remind you of who we've been reporting on for years that is a straight descendant and prospered dramatically from the relationship with IBM, and that is Bill Gates Jr. His mom was an executive director with IBM. General Motors, Ford, they were producing war materials for the Nazis because business, after all, is just business. But I also want to In fact, our bombers weren't allowed to bomb those those uh, GM and Ford plants. That's right. I ran turning a, off Panzers. I ran an account of a, a German worker, I think, at, one, at the General Motors plant, and he said that when they had a bombing raid, everybody would run to the General Motors plant because they knew it was safe. Uh, in 1936, Time Magazine referred to Schroeder, Rockefeller and Company as investment bankers as the economic booster of the Rome-Berlin axis. And their attorneys were two fellows from the New York law firm, Sullivan and Cromwell, John Foster Dulles and Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles's uh, mentor was John J. McCloy, chairman of uh, City National Bank, which is now Citicorp. And John J. McCloy sat with Hitler in his box at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. And those guys go on to be the CIA director and, and then they're tied into the assassination of Kennedy. Right. After the war. Lay it out. Take your time. After the war, John J. McCloy gets to be the high commissioner of Germany, and he pardons about 100,000 Nazis and uh, sends them over to the United States. His... Uh, his protege, Alan Dulles, was the longest-selling, uh, serving uh, CIA director, and through the CIA and through Operation Paperclip, which went under the radar of Presidents Eisenhower and Truman, they were never made fully aware of what they were really doing. They altered and whitewashed the backgrounds of thousands of these Nazis, changing it from ardent Nazi to not an ardent Nazi, and rolled them into the CIA. And then on top of that, we had the Galen organization, which was General Reinhard Galen, a Nazi, uh, who was providing us all of our early intelligence data on the Soviet Union. So no wonder we had a Cold War. We were getting all our information about Russia from an anti-communist underground filtered to a Nazi organization. And that's when they, you mentioned earlier in the program, 1947, that's when they began to create a national security state here within the United States. And it started with the rocket scientists, the mind control experts, the CIA, but then it rolled into, the squad. into the defense industries and then into the universities, uh, which were packed with some of these same people. Uh, psychiatry was a big center. They brought all the German psychiatrists over but here. But for every Nazi, they had others who in many cases, the Nazis were actually protégés of. Uh, see, it's important to add that 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 the Nazis, in many respects, were the protégés 
of a eugenics elite already in England and the U.S. That's exactly right. The uh, first major eugenics study, and eugenics being the study of heredity, the study of racial purity, who's your daddy? Uh, well, Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf that he was a student of experts in the U.S. Exactly. That's where he got it all. And in fact, the first major eugenics uh, foundation in the United States was set up by Mrs. E.F. Harriman, uh, and it was her husband, Harriman, Edward Harriman, who was the... Uh, protector and mentor of Prescott Bush. Uh, Prescott Bush was a director of Union Banking Corporation and was a focal point for uh, handling the money uh, from steel magnate Fritz Tyson to uh, Adolf Hitler. Tyson has taken publicly taken credit for funding uh, Hitler to a large extent, and Prescott Bush was handling the money. He wrote the book, I Paid Hitler. Exactly. Now, in late 1942, Prescott Bush was even prosecuted by the federal government of the United States under the Trading with the Enemies Act uh, for being nothing but a Nazi uh, financial frontman. Uh, and, of course, now we've had two of his, his son, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, his former president of the United States, and his uh, grandson is now president of the United States. In fact, if you think about it, we've got the president of the United States, his grandfather was prosecuted as a Nazi frontman. We've got the governor of the most populous state in the country, Arnold Schwarzenegger, whose father was a Nazi guy lighter, a party official. we got Karl Rove, who's widely known as Bush's brain, whose grandfather built concentration camps for the Nazis. And we have a Pope, who as a young man in Poland was a member of the Hitler Youth. Uh, it makes you wonder who really won the war. Well, they had the, the giant rail cars full of diamonds, everything. That was brought into Texas, because my grandfather worked in, for oil companies. He saw it. He said there were more Germans in Midland than there were Texans, and uh, just unbelievable stories. But continue. I mean, let's break this down for people. Well, that's uh, they create they begin to create the uh, the uh, military industrial complex, but more importantly, which mirrored. I mean, let's explain the 1947 National Security Act (COG) continuity of government mirrored the Nazi setup. Oh, exactly, and uh, all of this fit right into. Action Idler Flute, or Operation Eagle Flight, which was created by Morton Borman, who was Hitler's secretary, who survived the war, escaped to South America, was actually seen in the United States a few times, and in uh, towards the end of August 1945, when it became obvious that the D-Day landings were going to be successful, and they wouldn't be able to throw us off the continent, he met with Hermann Schmitz, head of the IG Farben Chemical Combine, which is the grandfather of all the major pharmaceutical companies today, and Dr. Abbs who was head of the German Central Bank, and they uh, instituted Operation Eagle Flight. They took everything worth anything, patents, uh, copyrights, licenses, gold, silver, precious stones, art, antiquities, scientists, everything. They took it out of Germany. And Germany had just looted Europe and parts of Russia, Eastern Europe, but they were already had more industrial patents, science, A-bombs, we're going to get to that later, than, than anybody else in the world. And so, again, that loot was, was contained and protected because the British royalty was really German royalty, and much of the richest families in New York were intermarried as well. So it was also a family matter. Absolutely. In fact, in my book, The Rise of the Fourth Reich, you'll learn that as late as 2007, documents surfaced in England 
that showed that during the war, the Queen Mother of England thought it was perfectly okay to have a Nazi occupation of England as long as they guaranteed that the monarchy would remain intact. And why not? Because the Windsors have changed their name from Mountbatten, who changed their name from Battenbergs, and they all were of German heritage, so why not let your relatives come in and take over? Well, I mean, you have the king, who they say stepped down from the throne because he married an American woman. That came later. It's mainline British history that he had to step down from being king because he had publicly backed Hitler. Exactly. And the royals were very supportive of Hitler and very supportive of National Socialism. And that's the thing I'm trying to get by. The, what happened was is that Hitler and the Germans proved to be a little bit too effective. And they overran Europe. They overran France, the low countries. They were pushing into Russia. They were threatening England. So the bankers in England and America, again, they said, oh my God, we've created another Frankenstein monster. They're masters at double-crossing. Yes. And so they said, we, you know, in fact, I quote uh, Churchill in my book, who's saying that uh, he had, we had he wasn't against National Socialism or the Nazis. He was against Germany leading the economic system. Germany leading the New World Order. That's why they have all these famous Disney things making fun of cartoon Hitler's going, New World Order. I mean, that was the term. Everybody knew New World Order was bad, but no, it was to be an American and British Anglo-American New World Order. Yeah, it was a free bring the world New Order, Heil Hitler. Adolf Hitler's New World Order. Exactly. In fact, pull that up. Uh, go to YouTube, guys. And uh, they were asking for clips of a whole guy just to do that there. And we sit there idle today. Uh, Google on YouTube, Disney cartoons, uh, Disney cartoons, New World Order. And, and it'll be Daffy Duck getting mad as a secret agent, blowing up Nazis. And, and the Nazis are always like, how Hitler, how Hitler, do a Lord, do a Lord. Anyways, find the song In the Fuhrer's Face. Yeah, that's it. In the Fuhrer's Face. Is this Nazi land so good? We're going to we could. Yeah, anyways. All right. Uh, so so there you go. I mean, the, the, the older generations that had better education and a more classical education than we have uh, truly understand this. Uh, um, in uh, I mentioned in a, an earlier book of mine, The uh, Rule by Secrecy, that there was a, a, a St. Louis Post-Dispatch cartoon in 1911 that shows all the Wall Street bankers and John D. Rockefeller and Mellon, and they're all shaking hands with Karl Marx. And they clearly understood that these guys had created. Yeah, they would fund any movement to come con serfs into killing the ruling elite and then handing it over to the bankers. And the bankers wrote all these declassified documents on that. Uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to be right back after news, folks. We're going to get into how they took over the U.S. now what they're setting up currently today. Stay with us. Major, major information provided there from this archive. And as you can imagine... We are still under that same type of control now. Continue to wake up. Continue to spare the truth. For those who do, I salute you.